and welcome to this week's episode of The Buzz. We are your hosts, Megan Miller and Scott Tatey, ready to talk another week of entertainment. Yeah, mid-January, late January, you got to kind of scrounge sometimes to find some things to do. Yeah, there's not a whole lot going on this this time of year, but we have some ideas to get people, you know, out and about this week. I was, it was cool to see we had a Beaver County woman on national TV yesterday, uh, Kylie Hostetter Reader. She was on the TV show To Tell the Truth. And if you missed it, don't worry. They, they stream episodes on abc.com. So, uh, abcgo.com, I think it is. It's whatever the ABC channel is. I think they have an app and it's on demand as well. So, there are plenty of opportunities and different platforms where you can catch to see. Um, tell us about the show. I know you talked to her for your Sunday column. Well, I, I assume a lot of people missed it because it happened to be on the same time as some football game with the Pittsburgh Steelers. Yeah, it wasn't a big deal, though, <laughs> that game, so I don't know. Poor Kylie. <laughs> it was supposed to be, of course, the Steelers game was supposed to be a one. Her TV show was on at eight, but uh, the game got moved. But anyway, I, I watched a little bit of it. I didn't get to see her part. There, there were three contestants, but she's an auctioneer from uh, Hostetter Auctioneers out in uh, Beaver County, out off uh, you know, Route 51. And uh, they, they come on and she does, she, there's two imposters and a real person picking an occupation. So she's the real one and there's two like comedians, actors who are pretending to be auctioneers. And this panel of celebrities has to guess which one's real. So you have like Eliza Schlesinger, great comedian, we yeah. love her. Uh, there was uh, Ross Matthews. Oh yeah, e. that would have been a fun one. Yeah, so a panel. So uh, I'm personally, I'm gonna go online and, and check out what I missed, uh, but it's cool to see Beaver County woman getting some national TV time. Yeah, and then um, starting later this week, uh, the Chief returns to Pittsburgh, but this time it'll be at the Strand in Zelianople. Speaking of Steelers, this is the one-man play about uh, the founder of the Pittsburgh Steelers, Art Rooney Sr. And uh, the, the actor is Philip Winters, and uh, he was he did they, they staged it in the Trobe, where the Steelers, of course, have a training camp, and had a successful run there. So the Strand Theater in Zelianople, bringing it here this weekend. Uh, I, I read the book. I didn't see the actual stage production, but I saw I read the the book that comes with it. It's a very interesting story. Yeah, no, that play has been a staple for, I think, Pittsburgh Public, right? Down at the O'Reilly with Tom right. Atkins, right? Yes, who, yes. And um, so this year it's a different person and it's a different uh, venue. So I'm intrigued to see how much or how different or how similar the performances are. So I think that'll be a cool and it's a perfect weekend. You can see the show and then see the Steelers. if They're playing the Patriots, right? That is correct. So <laughs> you can <laughs> you <know what's>, <laughs> go on. <laughs> You know what stands out on me about this play? I, I told you I read the book. There's a scene where Art Rooney is talking about growing up on the north side. And this isn't the north side of Pittsburgh we're used to now where there's, there's cool concert venues and nice restaurants. This was the more hardcore. And he talks about they would swim in the river and they'd sometimes see like like a dead horse float by or something. A like. horse? Yes. That has stuck with me. That's the When I hear the chief, I think of that. That's one scene from the – and granted, this, is, this would have been back in the – you know, he founded the team in 1936, so we'd been talking like 19, what, 15 or 20 or something like that. But. I'm sure Mr. Rooney would be thrilled <laughs> that after reading his life story, that's what you remember. I'm sure he's thinking, wow, I really, I accomplished something. It's an image. <laughs> it is. I mean, that's definitely something that stays with you, I would think. But I, I apologize. <laughs> but yeah, so that's going to be um, happening this weekend at The Strand, and um, we'll actually have a preview story um, later this week at timesonline.com slash entertainment. It's a cool theater, The Strand. It's, you know, old-fashioned, built in the vaudeville area, or vaudeville era, but they do stage productions, they do screenings, special movies, and they have an Oscar viewing party, so uh, it's a really good example of how to save and preserve an old-fashioned theater that 
was destined for the Wrecking Ball. Yeah, and it's kind of like a multi-purpose type event center, too, because I know they've done, you know, the Oscar party, and they do a lot of um, impersonation concerts as well. So they have a lot of, you know, different things on their schedule, which I think is kind of cool. Yeah, check, keep that on your mind. Uh, check out what's it's only in, you know, nearby Zillian Opal, cute little town, so hey. And then opening Saturday, um, the Carnegie Museum of Natural History is going to have a new exhibit dedicated to butterflies. Real live butterflies buzzing around? Or? Well, it's a new interactive um, exhibit. Um, it opens on um, Saturday and runs through April 23rd. And um, I think it's in the same space that the pterosaurs were in last year. And that was a really cool exhibit. You could like fly like a pterosaur and everything <laughs> else. So um, yeah, so they have that opening. And some of the things, um, they're calling it an immersive and highly interactive exhibit. And it confines, or combines the fun of a playground with fascinating facts about one of the most interesting creatures on earth the butterfly hmm. so I'll have to check it out because I, I know I'm a big fan of the National Aviary as are you uh, they, but they had their butterfly exhibit and uh, I, I kind of wanted more butterflies there I don't know what, what you thought about that when I was there there, there were some but it wasn't as is, I thought I'd be in a, like a Garden of Eden kind of thing, and I wasn't quite getting that. Yeah, and Phipps also has their butterfly forest, and that is a very, it, it's nice. They have a lot of different like plants and stuff with it, but it's very narrow, and it's very hot in there. Yeah. I remember the one day I went, it was very sunny, and it wasn't even that warm outside. It was probably only like 50, 60 degrees outside, but it was like sweltering in the forest, and I know they have to keep it that hot for the butterflies because that's the climate they're you know used to but yeah so I'm thinking this is more from like the museum you know like the evolution of the butterfly and that sort of thing but it sounds really cool they have been getting some really good exhibits um at the muse both museums and who knew Pittsburgh was such a butterfly town yeah now we have we're up to three exhibits two live um the aviary and then Phipps so I did not know that <laughs> so and we will be right back get ready get set Get out this weekend. Watch every Wednesday as I, Scott Tady, give you the scoop on local entertainment and help you plan how to get out this weekend. Sponsored by Lincoln Park Performing Arts Center. A new episode premieres every Wednesday at timesonline.com slash get out or watch them on our Beaver County Times Roku channel. Don't miss it. We are back at the buzz. Scott Tady, Megan Miller talking entertainment. What's going on in the local scene? We always talk about concerts. Uh, I got to see one last week. Got to go to Stage AE. It was Real Big Fish and Anti-Flag both doing albums from 20 years ago. Oh, cool. First of all, I, it's kind of shocking to remember that Real Big Fish was around 20 years ago, or that Anti-Flag was. But. Yeah, I didn't realize Anti-Flag was around that long. Real Big Fish, if I sit there and do the math, then like, oh, okay, 97, 2017, you know, I then I start to feel very old. <laughs> but, but yeah, that's – now, my question is, is that how the tour was billed, or did it just – happened to be their co-headlining and they were each doing an album. It was pretty much built that way. The, the way uh, Anti-Flag was saying they got the phone call from Royal Big Fish, hey, you want to go out on the road with us? And they've done Warp Tour before. They, they both played X-Fest at Stage AE uh, a year ago. But uh, they, they kind of packaged it as a nostalgic thing, although two very different bands. And nostalgia was the word. I, I talked to some people that were there, and they were like, oh, this is the album I, I loved when I was in middle school. You know, when I was 14 years old, this is my favorite album, that kind of thing. So now they're, they're in their mid-30s, but uh, they had a good time. Uh, Real Big Fish, uh, only one original member left, the singer, basically, but uh, they had a really good horn section. And that's ska music. It's just fun, moving, you know, you're, you're not involved. You don't have to think too much. Just let yourself go, all, all these happy, go lucky, kind of very smart alecky, sarcastic kind of songs about so a lot of them about the music business itself. So a little immature. 
there too, but Smidge. just just, just yeah. attach. Then Annie Flag comes out, and they're of course a very political band. Uh, they didn't hammer that home too as much as I would have expected, to be honest. Uh, they just let the music speak for itself. Very anthemic. There weren't a lot of speeches. Uh, the ones I did give were very inspiring. They, they, it wasn't like a negative tone at all. So uh, I, I thought they handled it very well. Cool. And you actually got to speak to was it the drummer? Pat Thetic. Yes. Love, love that name, by the way. <laughs> yeah, the first time I saw it in print, I'm like, wait a minute, that's pathetic, right? <laughs> um, but yeah, he, um, you got to actually speak to him before they went on, and kind of a rare opportunity these days. It was. It was really cool. We got to sit backstage at Stage AE. Uh, actually, Real Big Fish, I think, was tuning up at the time, so during their sound check. But uh, yeah, and, and he, he said some very interesting things about how the band represents Pittsburgh when, when they're on the road, whether they're in Hong Kong or Sydney, Australia, whatever. He also kind of got me feeling good about these when you, these bands doing 20-year-old albums. I was starting to get cynical about that. Well, is this just a desperate thing? They're running out of fresh ideas. But his point was, isn't it amazing that bands can still do this 20 years later? And, and he thinks it's important that bands are recognizing that, hey, this album was a very good album. It stood the test of time. It's worth celebrating. Why not do it? And I liked that point that he made because sometimes you hear some of these people like, oh, I can't believe they've been around this long, but then, oh, they have this album and like who really cares if you want to hear it? But that is, I mean, that's quite a feat, especially these days to have an album that's 20 years old and people still want to listen to. You'll be seeing more of that. U2's doing the, their album from as he was 30 years ago just about, and then you have uh, Patti Smith doing her Horses album. So it's a trend that's not going to go away, but at least talking to Pat, he kind of got me thinking, all right, I, there's some validity, validity to this and I'm down. I'm down with it. And you can also uh, take a listen to everything else that he said in your interview. Let's do it right now. Cool. The show's been awesome. Real Big Fish is uh, is a lot of fun and uh, you remember all those songs from the 90s and they're playing their, their record that's 20 years old and we're playing our record that's 20 years old. So it's a, it's a great fit. I'm trying to see that as a trend. A lot of bands are doing yeah. classic albums. Well, isn't it amazing that bands are around long enough to be able to play a record that's 20 years old? That you know, that's that's a a crazy thing just in of itself that that can happen. Hopefully, we'll be around to play our 40 year anniversary of these records. But uh, but yeah, I think a lot of bands are looking back at their catalog and saying uh, this this record's important. Let's celebrate it. Cool. Of course, you guys from Pittsburgh. Are there the times you're on the road and you're all across the globe where you, you feel like you're you're representing? Absolutely. Every time we we play a show, we say we're from Pittsburgh, Pennsylvania. So uh, that's not just something we do in Pittsburgh. When we're we're in Hong Kong and Sydney, Australia, and Thailand uh, last the end of last year in December of last year and uh, yeah every time we play a show we always say we're anti-flag from Pittsburgh Pennsylvania so we're taking and, and on a very real level we're taking the social activism and the culture that we grew up in in Pittsburgh and taking it around the world and as we've when I was young I didn't realize that was such a unique culture but as I've we've gotten older and you play LA you play New York you play these different cities you realize that not every town has that that social uh, justice culture that Pittsburgh has, and it's de it's a def definite result of the unions and uh, and all the the working people who are here and the real their realization that we're all stronger together as, than we are uh, as individuals. Can I ask you? Last year we saw the the Veg Fest, the Vegetarian yes. Festival in Orsa. You guys yes. are very active in that. Yes. Is that something you think will come back this year? Absolutely. It's uh, that's not actually us. That's heads. The guitar player's girlfriend, uh, Layla, who is one of the main organizers of that, but we're big supporters of the vegetarian or vegan lifestyle. So 
Um, yeah, we anytime that people are exposed to that idea that they don't have to eat meat at every meal, um, we think uh, is very important. Yeah. And last question, looking ahead, the best of 2017, does the band have any goals? Um, our goals are to be very vocal against injustice that is happening in the world and to confront the racism and bigotry that is becoming the norm in the U.S. Um, as much as we can and whenever we see it to be able to stand up against it and hopefully rally other people to stand up against right. it as well. Right. Great. Thanks for talking to us, Scott. Brilliant. Thank you. And we are back on the buzz. Megan Miller and Scott Tady ready for what might be our favorite time of the week. Love it or loathe it. Yeah. I'm going to go with a loathe. I'm loathing the fact that this year we did not have a Strip District Music Festival in January. That's a solid loathe. I'm going to agree. We both went the last two years, and it was just a great concept. You had maybe a dozen or so venues having entertainment, all local bands, but it wasn't just typical concert spots. There were, like, sandwich shops. There was a... Uh, like an upholstery place or whatever it was. There, there were just... Uh, there was some kind of like plant factory or yes. warehouse, I guess, is the um, off like one of the, the side the streets. Were. Yeah, um, Pittsburgh Winery was one. There were a couple coffee different shops. coffee shops. One of the... Was it Lydia's or one of the like fancy yes. restaurants yes. Um, had one? It was this really cool way for... T- you got to catch some really cool bands that you may or may not have heard of before because it was, you know, it was like, what, a 10-hour festival at all these different places. But you also got to see some um, businesses that you may never have heard of before or you drove by looking for a parking spot but you never, you know, actually got to go to. That's actually how I saw the Pittsburgh Winery for the first time. It was good for the bands. It was good for the businesses. The, the streets were so crowded. We're talking the second, third week of January, and everywhere you go, you, you just saw throngs of people. There, everyone was having a good time. They didn't have it this year. One of the main factors is sort of the, the flagship spot for this was Alter Bar, the concert venue, no longer exists. Uh, the, the, the people that were owning the building decided to take back the lease, and it's now being turned into a church. It's kind of going yeah. full circle. So that, that wasn't the only reason, but according to a Facebook post from one of the uh, top dogs at Drusky Entertainment, uh, the concert bookers, uh, they said that was a factor. So I, I was really sad to see it. It was a great thing for Pittsburgh. One silver lining last year, we saw the Pittsburgh Winery, also in the Strip, open. They had their first ever music venue outdoors. I'm hoping they bring that back. Yeah, because when we just said earlier in this episode that there's not a whole lot to do this time of year. And yeah, being outside in January sometimes isn't the best, but at the same time, it's kind of nice to actually have somewhere to go. You get to see local music, you know, local businesses and stuff. So I am disappointed because both years they did have pretty good weather. It was cold, but manageable. It wasn't like an ice storm or anything. So I hope maybe they'll bring it back or maybe kind of shift focus a little bit and maybe play off with the, if the Pittsburgh Winery brings theirs back again. Yeah, let's hope this is a one-off. There's plenty to do in the summer. There's all kinds of summer festivals, but the fact it was really filling a void in January is what I really loved about it. So I got to love the fact it wasn't here this year, but crossed it comes back yes that's a good loathe i think so and um that is it for this week thank you for joining us um as always you can follow the latest in entertainment news at timesonline.com slash entertainment and you can also follow us on twitter should i give all the places you can well do you want to say twitter first it's at scott Tady, <laughs> and i'm at maggie e all I right need, i need something more clever than like Scott Tady? That's Scott Tady, yeah. yeah. Oh, I guess say, it's too late now. Yeah, yeah, it's simple at least. People know where to find you. So, okay, now tell everyone where they can find this podcast. Simple is my way of life. Uh, you can listen to this at Stitcher Radio, SoundCloud, iTunes, or timesonline.com backslash podcast. Where you can also listen or watch the video podcast. Yes. Yes. Uh, so thanks for joining us and see you next week.